Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. The day this episode drops, we will be right in the heat of the holiday season. I thought I could get away with it, what with the new kid and all, but instead, we've got waves and waves of people coming over between now and the new year to, you know, oogle the baby. And the thing with hosting and having family over is, you gotta feed these people too. So if you're in the same boat and you're scrambling for some cooking ideas or if you just want to get some culinary inspiration for the new year, all this week on the pod, we're doing some fun cookbooks from the past year. Today, we're going to hear about The Everlasting Meal Cookbook by Tamar Adler, which is about cooking new dishes from leftovers. Now, you don't need me to lecture you about the amount of food waste in this country. You know, it's a lot. We all know that. But she makes a point in this interview with NPR's Mary Louise Kelly that when you throw out leftovers, you're not just wasting food, you're also wasting your own labor. That's after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor LiveRight, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, treachery, and survival at the edge of the world by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor, REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Potato peels, a mostly empty jar of peanut butter, salty crumbs at the bottom of a container of nuts— These were among the ingredients we assembled recently in a kitchen in the Washington suburbs for a cooking session with Tamar Adler, who has a new cookbook out. It's called The Everlasting Meal Cookbook, and as you may have guessed, it's a bit unusual. It is essentially an encyclopedia on the subject of leftovers, which Adler knows is a tough sell. I've even noticed that when I originally say it to people now, they often make a grossed-out face. <laughs> it's like a common, you know, I'm like, it's so, yeah, so it's like what you do with your rotten tomatoes and your dry bread, and, like, there's visible disgust. But Tamar Adler's book is an argument that leftovers don't have to be disgusting or even disappointing. They can actually become better than they were when they went into your fridge. So many of our favorite dishes are actually only producible if you have you know, what's left. Like ribolita is the example that I always use, but there are so many other. The classic Italian rustic soup. Yeah. Yeah. Which you need, you actually need, you know, cheese rinds and um, the the cooking liquid from beans and stale bread. Um, But fried rice, which I feel like everybody loves, um, is another perfect example where you can't, you can't fry fresh rice. You need dry leftover Rice. And then with this book, I really wondered whether one could like take the traditional recipe format for anybody who's used to using a recipe, but still learning how to look at an ingredient and meet it where it is. There's like this kind of like intermediate step of having a traditional recipe, but having it start with whatever leftover thing. Um, I want to throw in an example of how far you take this. Um, One ingredient that is often in my fridge, and then I think, why did I even bother to refrigerate this thing? Salad. And I've dressed it the night before, and there's like a few handfuls left of really soggy, wilted lettuce. You have not one but five ideas. 
did you brainstorm those or is this stuff you were actually doing? And then you're like, oh, I should share these ideas. There's one for, I, I think, a gazpacho type thing that I had already done. Um, but for the same reason that I was like, why do I always do this? You can't throw it out though. And also you with, could, you could, you could, no, but <laughs> it's, like, been it, done it's in emotionally my hard because especially if you've bought whole heads of lettuce, there's so much labor in there. You've, you know, you've cut the leaves off of the head, you've washed them, you've dried them. If you've done all that and then you've made dressing and then you've dressed it and like maybe you've bought good, beautiful, organic, you know, special lettuce, you don't want to throw it out. You're like, I put a lot into this. So I think the gazpacho recipe came of my, just, I didn't want my labor to disappear. You had another one you can, the, like really finely chop it up and throw it into a savory pancake. Like a, oh, I was imagining like yeah. a potato pancake with my leftover lettuce and thinking, yeah, actually. Yeah, could, totally delicious. And any kind of, you could do it. I have a cornmeal batter that it's great in. If you do a very, very simple cornmeal pancake batter and then put finely chopped um, lettuce or salad in that, it's great. Um, and But then other ones I... I I try, you know, I would, I wanted there to be a number of recipes because it's so unlikely. And out of dressed lettuce, there's a recipe for a, it, I think I call it a green sauce base. And it's so amazing. And it could be, it becomes a vinaigrette. This is essentially pureed dressed lettuce with more vinegar and salt and maybe olive oil. When you add more vinaigrette ingredients to it. It becomes so good that the, the day I made it, I brought it to a dinner party and everybody there was like, this salad dressing is so amazing. I was like, that salad dressing was made of salad. salad. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like the mother and child reunion from the Paul Simon song. Do you find yourself intentionally cooking more so that you will have leftovers? Oh yeah. I mean, even when it's just, you know, the, the three of us in my family, I will always cook a whole chicken. I don't cook one head of broccoli. I cook like two to three heads of broccoli and then use them over days. And if I think of it as like it's on the path, it's always on some arc toward a dish, then it looks different when I take it out also. It doesn't look like a leftover from Monday. It looks like, who are you today on Tuesday? And with that, we get to cooking. Should we do empty nut butter noodles? Let's do it. Okay. This is where that empty peanut butter jar comes in. To the untrained eye, it is empty, but in fact, it has just enough peanut butter clinging to its sides and bottom to provide the base for the sauce that we're about to make. Into the jar goes a quarter cup boiling water. This is the technical part, so let me close it up and shake it. Highly technical. Highly technical. Culinary school. You can see it starts to come the it starts to come off the sides. Yep, kind of light brown <laughs> light <laughs> peanut brown butter water sludge. Let's stir it. At one point, I talked about um, wanting to change the name of my book from the Everlasting Meal Cookbook to um, Beautiful Brown Food because I mean, if you're gonna get into this sort of evolution of food mindset, you have to embrace tan. <laughs> Now, the whole sauce, it's made right in this jar. So in goes a clove of garlic mashed with a pinch of salt. Also the juice from one lime, which we forgot to have ready. But remember, the name of the game here is use what you have. This is like super everlasting meal cookbook because we're going to use a lemon. Citrus substitution. Citrus substitution. Plus a quarter cup fish sauce. A tablespoon of sugar. Then a chili, fresh or dried, whatever you've got. So what are we working with here? This looks like a jalapeno. How's your spice? 
tolerance. Oh, yeah. Yeah? I love spice. I'm going to leave those in then. Okay. Great. If you don't love spice, then you would take out the seeds. Now a final shake. And it's ready to toss with a pound of cooked rice noodles, whatever herbs you have around. We used basil and cilantro and julienned cucumbers, or in our case, carrots, or really anything. It could be just the noodles. It's, it's really not about what it's supposed to be at the end. It's about what you have and how much time and patience you have to get to the meal. Then out come the bowls. Should we try it? Here we go. They're really good, right? They're totally flavorful. Mm-hmm. They don't taste like your empty peanut butter jar. And this is the message that Tamar Adler is evangelizing. That what was once good can be good again in a new way. And that you can transform it. We all have stale bread. I mean, it's, I, I feel like there's always one bendy stock of celery in every fridge. If there isn't, it like repopulates itself. Start with what you have, she says. Keep your skepticism in your pocket. Stay open. I think once you start, things seem more promising. Tamar Adler's new book is The Everlasting Meal Cookbook, Leftovers A to Z. Find the recipe for empty nut butter jar noodles on our website, npr.org. Plus another literally scrappy dish, scallions and cheese on top of crispy potato peels. They're definitely what you would, you know, they're like generally treated as animal food or garbage or compost. So we're going to roast them. It's a high stakes election year, so it's not enough to just follow along. You need to understand what's happening so you are fully informed come November. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast, our political reporters break down important stories and backstories from the campaign trail so you understand why it matters to you. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.